0: Welcome to Mountain Mamas Misadventures, stories of mishap and adventure from women adventurers. Every woman has a story she can share from the zany to the inspirational. Brought to you by Mountain Mamas, a nonprofit women's adventure organization. Women Empowering Women to Adventure. My name is Emily Hacken and I am running a solo today. We have a fantastic guest today. Um, this is Jamie Jones. She came a zillion episodes, I don't know. <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> it was a while back. Back in our early episodes and shared um, some really cool stories about the Appalachian Trail. So um, she, uh, it was her regular life, is a fantastic canyoneer, canyon, canyoneering person. person. <laughs> Check. <laughs> <laughs> so we brought her today to share um, a cool story from some of her canyoneering adventures. Um but first I want to introduce so she's living in Lake Point, Utah and where are you originally from? Colorado, Aurora. <laughs> I could tell. <laughs> yeah, I could. Got that <laughs> Colorado vibe. You do. <laughs> <laughs> and she's been married for 15 years, has one daughter, she's 4 years old and super cute. She's currently a stay-at-home mom and an outdoor enthusiast and she said her fun fact today was um, she loves wearing tie dye underwear. Just so everybody knows. <laughs> now everybody knows. Otherwise, no one knows. I know, right? No. Not unless you get in the canyon and you have to get a wetsuit on. you like, it's just a party inside. Well, you, the cool thing about Jamie, I've noticed, like she goes with like a whole pack of friends, and they are hilarious in the canyons. Like you guys wear the coolest clothes. Like tell tell the people about some of the stuff you guys like to wear when you do canyoneering. Well, people have
1: dubbed us as the crazy leggings group because we always have some crazy leggings.
0: It's the leggings. It's, it's the true. leggings.
1: We'll do uh, different themed ones, like uh, '80s
0: canyons, and do all neon colors. Really stands out. <laughs> there's actually a canyon called Neon. That'd be awesome if you wore your neons in neon. Right. <laughs> Next canyon. Okay. And there was one time there's a what is there's a a route in. The great white icicle that you guys repelled in formal, formal wear. Formal yeah. <laughs> Dresses and tuxes. <laughs> that was pretty epic.
1: It's hard to figure out not going through your rebel device, though, you know?
0: Oh, yeah. It's the getting the dress for mm-hmm. keeping it from getting caught. Yeah. yeah. So we're all <laughs> ripping it up and <laughs> tying it behind us. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. Well, anyway, we are so excited to have you today. Here we're going to share... A story about um, from a canyon, it was Zions National Park, which is hugely famous here in Utah. And it's full, Zions is full of epic canyoneering. Very much so, yeah. um, Canyons. And I guess we should back up and tell people what canyoneering is. How would you describe it? Playtime in canyons. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. So there's, um, if you have a, a canyon that's really narrow, it's called a slot canyon, and you can hike through a lot of them, but sometimes they get really steep, and you would actually have to repel. Um, so take some rope and um, lower yourself down through a device, like a harness. You have a harness around your waist, and it's funny to explain this. Huh? And then you have like a metal device, and then you like lower yourself down um, over these huge drops. And so canyoneering is like when you have these huge drop more and more of these huge drops and that's the best way to do it and so slot canyon hiking you can go from the bottom up and then come back but from canyoneering usually you go from the top down mm-hmm. generally yeah and there's
1: not really much going up
0: <laughs> yeah you, you repel <laughs> yeah you're usually committed to that canyon um, yeah once you repel into that canyon you don't go back yeah mm-hmm. so it makes it pretty intense and more extreme like uh, Mount Mama's does a few canyoneering trips a year. And it's definitely considered one of our more, more, more extreme sports. So, um, tell us what's um, rigid like um, unique to Zion's Canyon about the canyon, the canyons that you do there. Well, they get really like it can be a hundred degrees
1: outside. Like when I did heaps just a few weeks ago, it's like 110 outside, but in the canyons, you're in water swimming and you're freezing. Mm. So you have wetsuits on. It's in dark places. Their walls are super high. <laughs> There's no way getting out once you get in. And it's really beautiful, just the red and the the white sandstone.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What time of year do you like to do them? We usually do it in either the spring or the fall. Summertime, you have to worry about monsoon season. Oh. So you don't want to be in there when it's
0: raining. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't think about monsoon hitting in the summertime. Is that specifically in the Zions area or all in Utah area? Southern Utah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like I would just took my daughter down there this weekend and or during this week and it was raining in
0: the mm-hmm. afternoon.
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs> so it's, it's that time where it's kind of like
0: hit and miss. If there's any precipitation in the air, you don't want to go. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. That's good to know. Yeah. I didn't know that because I've usually been a little wary about the springtime because you've got the spring runoffs. Mm-hmm. Do you just try and hit it before the spring runoff or how do you time it the in the spring? The spring
1: runoff is not as concerning because you can actually estimate the, the water flow because mm-hmm. it's pretty consistent. It'll get heavier during the day because of the snow melts, mm-hmm. but um, during monsoon season, if it starts raining, all of a sudden there's flash flooding. And that's what you don't want to worry about is the flash floods. Okay.
0: So summer meaning that are you thinking like June to August? Yeah, probably late June to late
1: August, Mm -hmm. probably around those times.
0: Yeah. So you guys won't won't do any canyons at all or you're just super careful? We're super careful. Yeah. Because we'll still, it's hard to say no.
1: (laughs) 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 Or we'll choose our canyons wisely. Like if they have a... Um, easy escape or more open canyons that you can mm-hmm. get out if it does flood, mm-hmm. not the narrow slot canyons. So Yeah. So lots of good escape routes and mm-hmm. stuff like
0: that. Nice. Cool. All right. Well, you wanted to share um, just some of your thoughts. You So you just barely did a canyon called Heaps Canyon. Yeah. And you said it was one of the top three in Zions. I like, would call it the biggest one in Zions. <laughs> wow. Like it's in, a long day. Yeah.
1: And what way? Like, is it lots of repels or? Lots of repels. You're jumping into water that you're treading, and then you're jumping out, trying to get out while you're treading water. Mm-hmm. And then at the very, very end, there's like a 560 foot rappel that's in three stages.
0: Holy cow! <laughs> 500. Okay, so you're going to have to walk us through because I wanted, I wanted to kind of take this canyon play by play, just because I think it's a good way to just kind of start. Like, this is an epic canyon on yeah. its own. And, yeah, tell us kind of like how you started, like, um, we're up in kind of near Salt Lake area. So were you heading down early, early in the morning? Yeah, we, we headed down the night before and we stayed at Kolob Reservoir. That's okay. pretty close to
1: the trailhead. Mm-hmm. And then you park the trail. We started the trailhead at four in the morning and you had to hike eight miles in. Oh, so it's got a long approach. Yeah. At least from the top. (laughs) If if you start by the grotto where you do angels
0: landing, Uh it's like five miles, but it's straight up. Oh, okay. So So you can either go eight miles flat and Mm -hmm. then drop in or five miles straight up. Okay. For sure. Yeah. We would do eight miles. (laughs) And then carrying all that weight with ropes and wetsuits. Oh yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. Do you, is this any water canyons? Do you usually wear wetsuits or there's any water canyons that you're like, I think we'll be okay. Yeah, depending how open it is and how long you're going to be in the water.
1: Yeah. So even in in heaps, we were wetsuiting up because you're going to be in there for a while. Yeah. <laughs> like the whole day. Yeah. In and out. Like there, I think there's three sections of wetness and you're just, the water doesn't touch sun. So it stays really cold. Oh yes. So. And how deep does it get? No, I didn't touch the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> and we
0: had some people jumping off forty-foot cliffs, and they still didn't touch the bottom. So oh
1: my heck!
0: They're probably pretty deep. <laughs> cool. Okay, so you were um, so you hike eight miles in, and you got mm-hmm. on your path. Like, what are you bringing when you head into these canyons? So of course, all your canyon nearing gear, like rope. Um, and it's a kind of a certain helmets. kind of rope. Yeah, static rope. Mm-hmm. We do
1: static rope, so it doesn't stretch and pull. And then uh, it doesn't how much soak up rope water do you usually much? bring into a canyon? This one we brought, I think four different ropes. We had to bring a 300 mm-hmm. foot rope, and then we brought two 200s and one 100. Gotcha. It. Do you usually bring extra rope, like more than yeah. you need? Just in case somebody drops it. <laughs> <laughs> We've had that incident where they were throwing the bag and we're like, we need the rope. Yes, that's
0: so. the worst sound is that like Yeah,
1: like, no.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. you had said that happened on a trip once before. It did, right? yeah. Yep.
1: So now I'm a little paranoid. I'll always hold the rope when they throw it and make sure there's a knot <laughs> not
0: lock or something. You're like, you stay here. Okay. Yep. All right. So, And then do you pack your rope in backpacks or do you guys use rope bags or?
1: We do rope bags. It's mm-hmm. just easier to toss for us. Yeah. Um, but then we shove it in our backpacks with our, all of our gear and our wetsuits. And always, we always bring like a, a down jacket or something in case it gets cold. Oh, nice.
0: And the wetsuits, are you usually doing like to your wrists or your ankles, that kind of long wetsuit? Yeah,
1: yeah, for this one,
0: yeah. And how thick is your neoprene? So mine was, I had a five millimeter and then I had like a little shorty,
1: which is short sleeves and shorts on top, oh, on of, top it. of it, uh-huh. yeah, which was two. So it had seven in the core,
0: uh-huh.
1: which was good. And then we had neoprenes gloves and socks
0: on. What? How thick are your neoprene gloves? Five. five yeah? Fives for both? Yeah.
1: Nice. I, I was really scared about being cold in this canyon.
0: <laughs> uh, so do you not usually
1: wear stuff that that thick, you know? Usually threes will, uh, three millimeter will be good. For a
0: whole fet suit, hands and feet? Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. But yeah, with this canyon, even Kolob was really cold, mm-hmm. is known to be cold. So if it's going to be really cold, I'll do a five and I get cold easily. Mm-hmm. Usually women do.
0: All right, so you've got your gear, you've got your rope, your wetsuit, um, of course, your food. Is everything, like, in waterproof bags, too? Yeah. Well, at least
1: most of the stuff. If you don't care if it gets wet, because your harness is going to be on you getting wet. Mm-hmm. But, like, um, the 300-footer, the, the rope, we use at the very beginning. So we bag it in a dry bag, and then you don't pull it out until the end of the canyon. So oh. you want it to stay dry because otherwise it soaks up all that water. Oh my gosh. So so
0: heavy. Yes. Yeah. A rope that is, oh my gosh. Yes, I've carried those out. They're awful. So Yeah.
1: And then cool. just a little dry sack for some dry clothes so you can hike out. And,
0: if you've got a long exit, then you want to have dry clothes and yeah. all that. And will you have that for like cell phones and um, yeah, be- emergency beacon and yes. things like that? Walkie talkies. Sometimes they'll have a thing called a keg.
1: So it's just like a, a Protein powder case, but it's all water sealed, uh-huh. and those work even better because sometimes the water, um, the dry sacks will actually leak. Oh, and you'll get water in it. Uh-huh. So the dry kegs are even better, but we'll put the emergency beacon in a dry keg.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, what is it? I've never seen those. So, so, the
0: keg, yeah, how do you spell that? Like, keg, just cake, That's probably, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's just like a protein powder. It looks
1: like a protein powder thing with a fancy screw on top, Uh-huh. but
0: it's water sealed, air sealed and stuff like that. Oh, okay. So you can just get that on Amazon or something. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. Like I've never used that before. And then you'll have that inside your dry bag, right? Yes. Okay, cool. Cool. All right. So you've got all your stuff, you've got your food and you guys probably carry headlamps too. Yes, just, just in case. Yeah. It's probably always just in case. Yeah. Yeah. That
1: was my thing about this uh, Canyon. I was just like, can, everybody promised me we won't do the last repel in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> How frightening. You don't see like I've done a hundred footer in pitch black and you don't see the bottom. You're like, you don't know if your rope's down there. Yes. you just kind of go into the abyss. Yes, it, <laughs> yes. I know. We,
0: we had our other canyonering guide, um, Jeremy, did a canyon called Greenery. And mm-hmm. we're going to do a, a uh, podcast episode, and the last one's 200, and it was in the dark, and it was, yeah, it was craziness. And you're just, yeah, it's
1: terrifying. Yeah, you're like, everybody be quiet, and you're whipping the rope around trying to see if it hits rocks. So you're like, I don't
0: know. <laughs> all right, good job for the first <laughs> one now. I us know how for you. <laughs> awesome, awesome. And then you're, do you... You probably just, for a longer approach like that, you're going to have pack your harness Mm -hmm. and your helmet. Yes. And then what kind of other gear do you usually have? Because your lead guide or whoever's leading probably has some more stuff, but, like, what do you generally have? I usually just carry, well, I guess
1: a harness, a belay device, um, a personal anchor. That's like a piece of webbing that you can strap to your harness that has a carabiner on it. Yeah, that you can clip into anchors and stuff Mm -hmm. like that when you're hooking in, a VT pressic. Mm-hmm. it's hard to explain what that is. A
0: VT Pressec is like a piece of rope that has two little loops on the ends. It's probably like 12 inches yeah. and it's like covered in like a thick, it's almost like Kevlar material sheath on the outside. Mm-hmm. So it can take um, a lot of friction and then you can clip it through a carabiner. Anyway, you wrap it around the rope a few times. Um, do you do it above your repel device or I do abo- it? Above, above it yeah. and then you attach it by, um, usually through, do you do it through your anchor system, like your webbing or mm-hmm. do you do it on a separate sling? Oh, I just put it right onto my harness. Okay. But anyway, so it's attached. It's like a mm-hmm. piece of an extra piece of rope that wraps around the rope mm-hmm. that adds friction as you're going down. Anyway, it's a safety thing. Really VT nice. Prussic. and do you do I use the 7 mil do you like I like yeah. the 7 mil yeah. 7 mils the best anyway like <laughs> you guys don't care about all this stuff anyway google it <laughs> <laughs> it's super good but it's a great um I love it as your backup belay for if you're like going down something especially by yourself yeah or, or just the first some, person down yeah yeah oh that's it yeah the first person down or anything I don't know that might be a little crazy technical you might want an extra backup help yeah like the the last rappel I'm like yeah I'll tie you one <laughs>
1: that
0: might be good my hand might burn <laughs> no, I know the big rappels uh-huh. yeah that's true that's so true okay cool alright so you've got that um, and what um, rappelling device do you like to use um, so the, I'm going back and forth between the, the critter <laughs> and the squirrel I know so this is, this is there's like, a lot I know <laughs> and everyone there's has more their favorites <laughs> so what is the and the critter looks like the little person right? yeah a little little person I have a little keychain oh. no one can see it but it looks like a little guy a little hoodoo guy little circle head and his little arms go up and his little legs go down. Or hers, I guess. Or hers. (laughs) (laughs) And then the squirrel is like um, a circle. With a tail. Like a long squiggly tail. Yeah. Yeah. But the idea is all these little hooks and stuff that are on it help you add friction and lock off and Mm -hmm. tie the rope around and do cool things. And anyway, keep it fun going down. I know. When
1: I first started this, it used to be just a figure eight. And then I got back in and they're like, oh, so do you have a hoodoo, a critter, an agency, (laughs) blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Wait,
0: what? <laughs> there's options? Yeah. There's options. I don't know which one's best. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm still old school. I do the ATS cause I'm still like learning uh-huh. and things like that. And it works fine for me. But yeah, it seems a lot of our folks like the critters and the squirrels too. Yeah. So yeah, they're fun. Okay. So you got all your gear. Um, We're heading out and you do your eight mile slog through the desert. And, well in the morning, right? So yeah. it's probably pretty still dark and
1: cold. Dark and cold and cool. And you're up high elevation. Yeah. It wasn't bad at all. Huh? Nice.
0: Okay. And then you your uh, how do you find your trails too? Cause a lot of these aren't marked. So this one, um, you can
1: actually hike a trail. I think it's the West Rim trail mm-hmm. pretty much almost all the way there. And then eventually you veer off, but you have a GPS coordinates that says says so. And then you go down this knife ridge, mm-hmm. which is, can be sketchy. Oh yeah. Uh, so we went down that and then, uh, right after that is a 300 foot rappel drop into the canyon
0: and what's the anchor like for that it's off of a tree
1: yeah okay mm-hmm.
0: so you do like a sling kind of a thing or? yeah
1: there's already slings there yeah usually. but yeah there's a sling there and we just tied off to the tree it was supposed to be like 260 feet but always bring more rope than
0: needed <laughs> <me> <laughs> <laughs> right 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 so and then think. you drop was it how was the approach or the start like was it and um, pretty straightforward i was pretty straightforward yeah there was a little bit of a trail that went out that way Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay. So you do your, how many feet did you say it was 200? It was about 300 feet. 300 feet yeah, for your first, first rappel. Oh, ah, yeah, that just get like, you going. Woo! Let's start this thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right. So you zip down. Now you're committed to the canyon. And yeah. then, and then what do you have, what do you do next? And then we, we hiked for
1: probably a mile or so mm-hmm. into the canyon until it started getting more narrow. And then we started wetsuiting up, mm-hmm. getting into our wetsuits. And then right after that, we were jumping into potholes or what they call keepers, where it's just this hole in the rock that has all this water and you jump into it. You can't touch the bottom. You swim across. You kind of do this uh, dolphin action to get out.
0: <laughs> I know as you try to like scramble out. I mean, they're yeah. called keepers because some of them are, you can't get out of them, right? Yeah. So you have to be super careful that you've got like exit. like holding a cup and filling it with water and trying to think, imagine a
1: person jumping in and then trying to get out of that cup. <laughs>
0: You know? So how do you do it
1: if you can't touch the bottom? Oh, well, Sometimes they do partner assist and sometimes your, um, your buddies are underneath the water holding their breath while they're, you know, you put your foot on
0: their shoulder or something like that. And they're uh-huh. trying to get you up that way. Oh, wow. So you hope that you can't touch the bottom or someone or something
1: there. or some very skillful people can maneuver around it. Mm-hmm. There's also these things called hooks that they can throw. and. Um, Put a ladder to and climb up, or
0: that's like a grappling hook, mm -hmm. kind of like Batman style. Yeah, (laughs) that's what I would. It makes so much sense because I'm like, oh, that'd be so
1: freaky. Yeah, Yeah. but there's also other techniques like sandbags, sand traps, and you can throw like a bag of sand over to the next area and then get into the water and then climb up.
0: Oh, okay, so that's kind of like a a bag that's like, and then Mm -hmm. it's kind of over the lip, so you can use that as a
1: ah, brilliant.
0: Yeah, have you ever had to do those?
1: I've never used a uh, sandbag, actually. We've used our packs where we threw our packs over with rope underneath. Oh! So, kind of the same purpose. But, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's clever. Being, yeah. Just thinking of what we had.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, that's cool. Okay, so you go, you played in a couple of those.
1: Yeah, and then, so there's like three wet sections. We get through this area, and then it dries up a little bit, and then you just hike. And then another wet area, but it's kind of misleading. There's one part where, um, We thought it went down canyon, but we didn't see this little V-notch, but there was this huge uh, branch log that was covering it, Uh so we kind of swam around, and then somebody was like, hey guys, it's this way.
0: You had to climb up this log jam, (laughs) up and over, and we're like, oh,
1: okay, (laughs) I'm glad somebody's
0: been here before. Like would you have gotten lost if you'd gone down further, or
1: like? Well, we got to a point where it kind of just dead end, and I guess um, some guy thought that was the exit and started climbing up and fell and died. Oh, yikes! So it's always good to have. That was our requirement. Somebody had to have done it before, you know.
0: Right when you drop a candy, you make sure someone's yeah.
1: That yeah, makes most sense. Of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he told us, and
0: there's a lot of log jams to climb up. And a log jam is just like water, I mean, wood and rock and just debris yeah. that gets jammed into these canyons. From, from the you know. flash floods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and sometimes it, they get high. And sometimes they, I mean, they change every year. Mm-hmm. Like you don't know. Yeah. Sometimes they wash out. Sometimes it's huge. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Which makes canyons like, oh yeah. Pretty exciting. Every time, right? Yeah. Every time we were like, <laughs> I don't know if that anchor is there. Let's check it out. Right? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, all right. So you found the log jam and then was that a rappel there as well or? Um, you just scrambled? I think it was just a scramble and then jump in. Mm-hmm. There is a
1: few repels, but you could choose to repel them or jump them. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not a jumper, so I'm like up to maybe a 12-footer.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'll jump 12 feet, but if it's above that, I'm like... <laughs> Oh, rope, above, Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a, 12 feet still high. Eh? Yeah, right. That's like, <laughs> somebody was like, oh, this 40, this is a jumper. I'm like, it's 40
1: feet. He's like, it's going to be awesome. I'm like, oh, my
0: gosh. You're like, if it's deep enough down
1: there, <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah. You look down, you're like, okay, don't hit that way or ha- that way because you can see the rocks right. sometimes. Mm-hmm. But you're like, I don't know how deep it is. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Usually somebody will go down and scope it out, you know, mm-hmm. and make sure it's deep enough. <laughs> How you do that? I'm not quite sure.
0: <laughs> so, I know, cause yeah, you yeah you could only go as far as you can. anyway swim, yeah. yeah. Yeah, All right. So okay, cool. So then, what was next? Well, it was fun there. The guys uh
1: let my friend Rachel go first, and she went into this pothole, and they're like, she's like, I can't get out. We'll send Jamie. So I went down in there. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> like, we're in this hole, and I'm trying to push her up this too. Um, two-foot lift, right? And uh-huh. So I'm, like, getting under the water, trying to push her butt up, you know? And I'm like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> and thankfully, uh, the other guy, he just bridged across. So that's, like, your hands on one side of the wall and your feet on the other. Mm-hmm. It was narrow enough. And for some reason, I guess I didn't think of that because my friend was down there. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. So he bridged across and then pulled us up pretty much from a rope. Mm-hmm. But it was... It's a good educational experience, right? there's times that we were trying to throw our, like, treading water, take your pack off, throw it over the lip mm-hmm. with a, a piece of webbing that's off of it and then try to use it uh-huh. <laughs> to climb up. Uh-huh. That worked on a few of them for me, but
0: it, it was a lot of effort. It's a lot of effort to do these things. Like <laughs> well, and especially like you're saying, they're all a little bit different, and I feel like depending on how tall your body is, like mm-hmm. some like a six feet people can then totally like bang out a bridge. Like you're saying, and sometimes you're like, my body's just not that tall. So yeah. you have to figure out different creative ways to figure out how to na- yeah, right? navigate through it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We had like a six foot,
1: I don't know, six foot four guy and he can bridge a lot farther. And me and my friend, Rachel, my friend, Rachel's smaller than me. She's probably five, four. <laughs> and so like, his bridge is all out. And then we're like, we can't touch. We can't touch. <laughs> <laughs> we just go in.
0: <laughs> exactly, like two by two by yeah.
1: <laughs> Or sometimes like they'll put a tall guy, will put their foot out on the wall and then we'll use it as a stepping stone mm-hmm. to get across. Mm-hmm. And that works pretty well.
0: Did you use that in heaps or? Yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: there was a part, there was a branch hanging out and I was like, Oh, I'll just, you know, like cowboy it, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was scooting across and I was like, Hmm didn't think this far. How do I get across oh, no. <laughs> And my friend Randy put his foot there and you have to go fast because he's already on a slope anyway. Uh-huh. So I put my foot there and hit his foot kind of slid down a foot, not a foot, but like an inch. And that scared me enough. I was like, I don't know about this because if I fall, it's like 10 feet into the water. into <laughs> uh-huh. the water. But we figured it out. He's just like, go fast. (laughs) Like, okay, push me against the wall when I get there.
0: (laughs) I feel like that's a lot of like slick rock. Like it's like sandpapery rock, but sometimes you're just on a slope with no, you just have like, yeah, yeah, you just got to go fast. You got Spider-Man it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. All right.
1: And then what happened?
0: Well, after that,
1: my, my friend's wetsuit started leaking. Like wetsuits are supposed to insulate you no matter what. So like they let in some water and that's what heats up and keeps you warm. Mm -hmm. But he had a hybrid. So I never even knew about these. Like it's like a dry suit and a wetsuit combined. Mm -hmm. So he had a little bit more air and it started leaking on him. So he was a lot colder. Oh. And so we were trying to move a little bit faster, just trying to get him out of the water. Mm -hmm. And um, so he started getting chilled. And then we get out and then there's a dry spot where we're like, okay, let's get into our dry clothes. And the wind started picking up, and we're my anxiety started building up because then it's it's this 500 foot cliff thing. Right? All right, you're like that's like, coming okay. up. Coming we're up. gonna climb this. See that tree right there? We're gonna anchor off, and then you're gonna just see six, 560 feet down. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, okay. And so like, this is your last minute to go to the bathroom, you know, kind of <laughs> thing. Otherwise. <laughs> And then, uh, so we climb up, the wind's blowing. So we're kind of concerned about communication Mm -hmm. because it's a three stage. Yeah. And what we did was, so there was five of us, we staggered the boys and the girls were in the middle Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and uh, the guys stayed at each anchor to help and then make sure the girls got there and then re-anchored safely and then continued Mm repelling. So we climbed up this um, ledge, went over to this tree and then it's 60 feet down, which isn't intimidating because it's kind of a slope. And then it goes to this other tree. And my friend Roy was there and I rappelled down. He's like, yeah, just watch out for this uh, boulder here that you stand on it kind of shifts. <laughs> 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 it, it's like precarious because you're looking down like 500 feet from there. Mm-hmm. And uh, my friend Roy, he has like no fear of heights until that day. <laughs> <laughs> He, and he admitted to it, and we're just all giving each other hugs. We're like, "We'll see you at the bottom, man." <laughs> and so he he goes down, and the next one is to a bird perch they call it. And uh, if you if you miss this bird perch, you'll run out of rope uh-huh. because it's only 200 feet down to the bird perch, and then there's an anchor system that you re-anchor 300 feet
0: uh-huh. to the rest
1: of the way. And so our friend Randy went down first, and then he set up the 300. Then Roy went down all the way down to the bottom. I so he did remember. like the 200, and then, and then switched over and then did the 300. Yeah. yeah. And so that's what we did. And Randy just stayed at the bird perch, making sure everybody got off and on okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, after everybody got down, just pulling the rope—that's the tricky part—is pulling the rope and not getting it stuck. Yeah. Especially that far. Uh-huh. And as they were throwing the pull side rope, it was just like, like a flag, in the <laughs> because the wind was so bad.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And so it was just, like, blowing it everywhere into the trees, and it was like a little worm coming out of the, the rock. It was really cool to watch. <laughs> but, um, yeah, thankfully we had a smooth pole and was able to get all our rope out. Nice. But it was it was a eventful day. It took us 16 hours, which was what I thought it was going to. People were going to say it was 14 hours. Um, but the last person that we saw the trip, report before was like 19 hours.
0: Oh, and they wow. came out in the dark.
1: Yeah. And I didn't want to do that.
0: Not that huge rappel no. in the dark. Cause you can miss that bird ledge. I would Yeah. Think, that right? bird perch. And yeah, just keep going
1: down on 300 feet. Your hand starts burning and yeah. adding friction and adding friction. And I, I used a VT pressing and was just using it like no other, it wasn't capturing as much as I was hoping, but it was slowing me down. And saving my hand, I was like, okay, we'll just let it burn through. (laughs) But yeah, and we got out at, I think the last rappel was at eight. And then my buddy ran down to try to grab the last uh, shuttle so he could bring a car up.
0: Mm -hmm. Did he make it? (laughs) He did. (laughs) He saved us hiking another three miles out. Oh yeah, because Zions has their own shuttles, uh, buses and stuff. Yeah oh my heck it was an eventful day <laughs> we were exhausted that is epic is it called heaps just because it's so huge and just big it's or? actually named after
1: one of the founders or something It's a. It's a <laughs> all the canyons seem to have are named after somebody that went through the canyon not repelling but
0: mm-hmm. you know back in the back day, in the day. <laughs> they did it the hardcore way like the Hewnin is the last
1: name of one of the guys mm-hmm. heaps is another last name uh-huh. That
0: is epic, Jamie. Oh
1: man! <laughs> I was happy to do it. I was a little nervous because I'm having knee problems, but um, I was like, I hope I can do it. I hope I can do it. And my friends have more confidence in me than I do. They're like, uh-huh. you
0: can do it. Don't <laughs> don't do no. It's okay. like for good or for bad, friends are the best. I know. <laughs> oh man well cool thank you so much Jamie for sharing your stories with us today that was epic (laughs) that was epic Um, to hear more fun inspiring stories from women like Jamie um, you can click the subscribe button and um, like us and send great reviews and tell your friends and all that jazz but we're just so glad you're here today Jamie thank you so much you're welcome thank you Um, join us next time ladies and as always remember a woman's place is in the mountains